for today and tomorrow as you continue your meditation throughout the day, we'll suggest that you keep working with the three categories or individuals that you've been working with so far. The self, benefactor, and a good friend. But we want to take advantage of the instruction times today and tomorrow to introduce two practices that are part of the Brahma Viharas that are really helpful tools as you go through any period of Brahma Vihara practice. And these are the practices for compassion, which we'll introduce today, and for sympathetic joy, which we'll introduce tomorrow. We're not suggesting that you move your entire practice to compassion or sympathetic joy, but we want to give the instruction to how to do these practices so that you can bring them in when they really fit. And sometimes they're very helpful. In a normal uh, metta retreat of a week long, we would have introduced these in the afternoons. But since we're not having afternoon (coughs) sessions of instruction, we're going to introduce them today and tomorrow. So this morning we'll be introducing the practice of compassion. This is obviously so relevant to our meditation practice and our life in the world because once we start to wake up to the way things are, what we see around us, what we see inside us, is suffering. It's everywhere. It's part of the human condition and it's the foundation for the Four Noble Truths. We start to see the truth of suffering everywhere we look. We start to understand more the root cause of suffering, of craving. We understand there is the potential for the end of suffering and the end of craving, and we walk the path to that. Nonetheless, there are many people in the world who are not walking the path to the end of suffering. And the suffering is visible and in some cases not easy to remedy. So how does our heart meet that truth? How do we relate to all the unfixable suffering that we encounter in our life in the world? As you go through the meditations on your benefactor and friend and also yourself, you'll also come across areas of suffering. There will be ways that you review your own life that you realize you didn't didn't act so skillfully and you may have regret, remorse, you may have judgment. You'll come upon situations in your current life outside that are difficult and don't admit of an easy resolution you'll find conditions here as you're meditating on retreat with difficult emotions or bodily pain that are an immediate part of your experience and not easy to alleviate. And then metta can seem like a wishful fantasy at times when the truth is the immediacy of suffering in this moment. 
So in all these situations, the width of suffering in the world, the experience of suffering directly in our own life, how can we meet that wisely with the Brahma Viharas? So this is the role of the Brahma Vihara of compassion. Compassion is the wise response to the encounter with suffering. And it's not itself a state of suffering. Compassion is a beautiful state. If you look at the statues of the Buddha, or even more to the point, Kuan Yin, who's the bodhisattva of compassion, she's not depressed. There's this beautiful balance of equanimity in the face of all the cries of sorrow and joy that she's witnessing. So the response of compassion to suffering is a wise response that is not itself suffering. It finds a way to hold the suffering, whether of oneself or of the world, in balance. In fact, in order to develop compassion, we need to meet an instance of suffering. Compassion is not some ideal state that we manufacture out of thin air. The proximate cause for the arising of compassion is the encounter with suffering. It may be our own, it may be another's. But we need to touch the suffering directly for compassion to be able to arise. So in the meditation on compassion, we always say that we start where it's easy. We're going to start with someone in your field of acquaintance who's undergoing some suffering. This is a person that we'll call for the purposes of this meditation, the suffering person. So as you think about uh, selecting a suffering person for this meditation, don't pick someone with the most suffering you can imagine. Pick someone with a suffering that feels manageable for you. It may not feel manageable for them, but that feels manageable for you. So that means either it's someone for whom it is manageable for themselves, or it's someone who's at a little more of a distance so that their suffering doesn't overwhelm you. So you'll start to see that the potential uh, miss, the near miss with compassion or the near enemy is being overwhelmed with the grief of another the grief of the world, the grief of ourselves. So as we're learning a compassionate response, we don't want to call up a person that puts us immediately into more um, burden than we can carry. So pick someone whose suffering feels manageable for you, but is apparent. And that's the person that we'll begin the meditation with.
So as you come into this period of meditation, first sitting comfortably, finding your own balance of body, of mind. Remembering the wide intention of the Brahma Viharas is for all beings to be well, happy, and peaceful. May all beings be well, happy, and peaceful. And establishing that wide view first with a short reflection on meditation of metta for yourself. Included in all beings is yourself. We begin with the simple wishes for our own welfare. May I be safe and protected from harm. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I live with ease. And now taking a few moments to uh, select and call to mind someone in your circle of acquaintances who is going through a difficult time. It could be someone you're close to, a loved one. Be someone a little more distant, a colleague at work. Someone in the Sangha whom you know. And as you choose this person and bring them into the moment with you, feel their presence as clearly as you can. may help to see an image of them. Or you might like to say their name. And as you connect with them, remember if you can what you've liked about them. any of their good qualities, pleasant interactions that you've had, ways you may have seen their kindness.
So that you approach this person from a foundation of goodwill and appreciation. And as you connect with them, now bring to mind the ways in which they're experiencing some present difficulties. Could be in the area of their health. Their close relationships. Partners. Parents, with children. Could be in their life circumstances. Difficulties in housing or finances or livelihood. Could be conflicts with family or friends. And as you touch into the difficulties that your person is experiencing, tune in also to how it's affecting their heart, how the difficulties are landing for them emotionally. And as you connect with them from a place of appreciation, of goodwill, know that you really want for them not to have to go through the suffering they're going through. You really wish for them relief from this suffering. This wish that they be relieved of their suffering is the essence of compassion. So we express this wish to the person with a phrase, something like this. Classically, the phrase is, may you be free from your suffering. In the formal compassion practice, we usually just take one phrase instead of the four of metta. See if there's one phrase that expresses what you want for this person. It might be, may you be free from your suffering. It could be, I care about your suffering. Could be, I'm with you in your suffering. Or something like, may you hold your pain or sorrow with compassion.
I try out a few of these phrases and see the one that resonates for you. May you be free from your suffering. I care about your suffering. I'm with you in your suffering. May you hold your pain and sorrow with compassion. And so staying connected with this person and repeating for them your compassion phrase. Every so often, putting the attention in the heart center, making it embodied, and feeling whatever you feel there. Notice any emotion that comes as you connect with your suffering person. you like, you can uh, refer directly to the kind of difficulty they're experiencing instead of using the word suffering or pain or sorrow. You could say something like, may you be free from this illness. May you be free from your fear. You hold your grieving with compassion. If there's a word that speaks more directly to what they're feeling, you can make that part of the phrase.
You feel yourself becoming too weighed down by this person's difficulty? Then you can let them go for a few moments, return to loving kindness for yourself or a benefactor. And then when you feel a little refreshed, you can come back in again in relation with the suffering person and try again the phrase for compassion. Now letting go of this person you've brought in and their difficulties. Come back into the moment in an open and spacious way. Notice any feeling that's there after this meditation. See if it has that quality of caring in response to the difficulty. See if it has any sense of the difficulty being too much for you to open to. Tipping into some form of too much grief. Notice any other emotions that may have come with the meditation, just making space for those.
Now we'll turn the practice of compassion toward ourselves. So once again, connecting with yourself. Could be as you sit here and now, familiar body experience, familiar mood. Remember to look on yourself with friendly eyes, with appreciation, with goodwill. And as you connect with yourself, bring to mind any areas of your own life that are currently difficult. Be in the inner world, emotions, balance. Would be connected with your health, welfare on the physical level. Could be in relationships with partners, family, parents, children, friends. Could be outward circumstances of safety, finance, home, livelihood, ease. So as you connect with the things that are difficult for you presently, take a moment to feel the impact of those things. They land as heart experiences. So aware of the hurt, the the hardship, the pain of these difficulties as they impact you, as you feel them. And in touch with that level of pain beginning to direct the phrase for compassion to yourself. May I be free from my suffering. Or I care about my pain and sorrow. Or may I hold this pain with compassion. just repeating the phrase for yourself, staying in touch with what's difficult for you.
The feeling that you can kind of wrap your compassion around the experience of the difficulty, embracing it with comforting care, holding it gently. And if it's helpful, using a word in the phrase that points directly to what you're feeling. Could be grief, worry, injury, fear, loss. I hold this with compassion. And if it seems too much, taking a break for the compassion, returning to metta for a bit, perhaps bringing in a benefactor or friend who you feel comfortable with, who you feel might even uplift you, reconnecting to them with metta.
And then bringing in, letting go of the focus on yourself. Letting the mind come back into balance. And bring in either your benefactor or good friend. Connecting with them. Feeling the appreciation and goodwill you have for them. And then notice any areas that may be difficult in their life. If not too much suffering is apparent, just remember the small ups and downs that everyone experiences day by day. Changing circumstances, pleasure and pain. And directing your thoughts of compassion to your benefactor or friend with this same phrase. You be free from your suffering. Hold your pain and sorrow with compassion.
So this can be a very, very useful uh, form of Brahma-vihara practice combined with the practice of loving-kindness. You may find as you're directing thoughts of metta to yourself or to your, one of your people, or especially when we get to all beings, you may find that your metta is touching on your recollections of them or touching on areas of real difficulty in their life. And as you're saying the metta phrases, what may be coming through for you is not so much safety, happiness, health, and well-being, but their opposites. You may feel the person's lack of happiness or lack of safety or lack of health. And then the flavor that comes through may be more of compassion than of pure well-wishing. So if that happens, uh, very helpful to turn directly to the compassion phrase. You make a direct perception of their difficulty, of their suffering, and within the Brahma-vihara, you respond to it directly. Oh, may you be free from that difficulty. May you be free from that pain and sorrow. So it's very helpful to do for others, and then it's especially helpful when you find yourself in a position of suffering in meditation. Whether it's here on retreat or in daily life, suffering will come. So to be able to recognize it, turn our attention to it with compassion, say this phrase for ourself, can really shift the relationship to it. Even taking it as a practice for 15 or 20 minutes, you can start to feel a shift. Maybe physical pain, there may be a strong hindrance that's up. Try it, if that arises for you over these days, and see where the potential is for this compassion practice for you. So there are a couple of teachers who are parts of our Sangha who have uh, made a full um, offering out of this approach. Based on the Buddhist practice of compassion, they've expanded a little bit into what they call mindful self-compassion. So both Kristen Neff and Chris Germer, who have been students here, have done a lot of work in this area and led workshops and trained people to lead this work. And I just want to offer one form of it uh, that you, you may find on Kristen Neff's website. They call it mindful self-compassion. And anytime you run into a difficulty in life or in meditation, you can do this compassion practice for yourself. So I've posted a brief outline on the bulletin board, but I'll kind of go through it here. The first step, which is a little bit optional, but is nice, is to put a hand on your heart or make some physical gesture of comfort for yourself so that you feel, you know, even physically, that you're being held in the moment. And you know, touch does release some chemical transmitters in the body that bring comfort. And then you just comment, the second step is, you comment, this is a moment of suffering. Or in whatever form that feels right for you. It might be, this hurts. Or this is painful. Or this ache is painful. This longing is painful. Whatever words fit to acknowledge the difficulty, acknowledge the immediate impact, this is a moment of suffering. The third step is to reflect on the universality, which is, in one form, suffering is an integral part of life. It's the first noble truth. Or, 
you might say, everyone has this, or I'm not alone with this. One of the uh, classical techniques in working with pain is to imagine all the people in the world who have the same difficulty that you're having, but much, much worse. And it connects you to the human ability to bear with what is a common experience of difficulty or pain. So that's the third step. Pain is an integral part of life, or I'm not alone in this. And the fourth step is your compassion phrase. So it might be, may I hold this pain and sorrow with compassion. It might be, I care about this suffering. It might be, may I be free from this suffering. Whatever the compassion phrase is that works well for you. So play with this also. I find that sometimes going through the four steps of their mindful self-compassion a few times kind of draws out our whole relationship to the experience of difficulty. And then we can just go back to the one phrase of the classical compassion practice. So this can be kind of a warm-up to doing compassion for self. Okay. Um, Instruction for the day. Continue with the metta practice for self, benefactor, and friend. Bring in compassion as it seems appropriate, as it seems suitable to any of the individuals. And then also, as Sally was pointing to in the talk last night, if you're interested, spend some time doing metta for a neutral person and or a difficult person. You you might choose to do a neutral person today just from time to time. Just occasionally bring in someone in this category. And tomorrow you might want to spend a little bit of time doing some loving-kindness for a difficult person. Um, Not a central practice, but maybe from time to time during the day. Okay, any questions this morning?